How's it going, everyone? Jeff Johnson from the Gazette here. Jeff Linder, also from the Gazette. We are doing the most unique, call it both ways, podcast here uh, via remote from our own homes. Nathan Ford, of course, calling all the shots here, doing all the, the grunt work. So, um, Thanks, Nathan. Gonna, yeah, thanks, Nathan. We're going to uh, wrap up the boys and girls uh basketball seasons as we promised um the boys finished uh oh my god it's been a whole week uh a week ago i guess and the girls have been done for a couple weeks so um and we've uh a little shout out here we've got our uh, uh gazette all area boys and girls basketball teams that have been posted we'll talk a little bit about that we named our uh or we are naming our coaches of the year uh today uh, that'll be in tomorrow's paper and then uh, Saturday for Sunday, uh, our players of the year. So some things to look forward to. Uh, kind of looking back here, Jeff, let's uh, maybe w- what are your final thoughts, I guess, as, as we wrap up uh, the prep basketball season on the girls' side? First of all, I want a scene setter. Where, where are you? I'm at my kitchen table. I am in my uh, captain's chair in the living room, actually. Okay. And I got, uh, I just had a cat just jump on my belly, but I didn't, I stayed in the moment and didn't, uh, didn't scream or anything like that. So that's good. I got to give a shout out to my daughter. This, uh, would all be impossible without her tech savviness (laughs) because I am, as she would say, disabled. So we'll roll on here. You tell her in in 30 years, she's going to be changing your diaper. So. I'm not going to, no, she's not. Uh, anyway, what, what are your thoughts on the girl season now that we're a couple of, a couple of weeks removed from it? Just well, in general. Well, um, we were a late semifinal comeback by North Lynn away from not having an area finalist for the first time since they went to four slash five classes in 1994. So, um, you know, North, Northland was obviously the, the story of the tournament, winning the, the Class 2A championship. Uh, City High got to the semifinals in 5A, Cascade in, in 2A, uh, Center Point Urbana in, uh, in Class 4A. Those were the four uh, semifinalists we had. Um, you know, I, I, in, in the area, I, I would say it was a pretty good season. I would say it was uh, uh, not a great season in the Metro. Um, uh, with uh, with Prairie being the only uh, state qualifying team, but uh, you know it, it was uh, another good season in what's been a long string of them. Talk about North Lynn a little bit. Um, that was it was nice. That was a program that kind of uh, you know was a perennial uh, state tournament qualifier and uh, had never quite. I guess gotten over that proverbial hump, and uh, the Lynx sure did this time around. Huh? Yeah, they really did. Uh, yeah, 10 straight years with 20 wins in a row. Uh, only program in the state that can say that. And, uh, you know, they, they've been close a lot of times. They got to the finals, uh, Nicole Miller's senior year, 2015. But, uh, th- yeah, this was the first time they got over the hump. I'm not sure this was North Lynn's best team, but it was uh, uh, the team that played best when it had to um, in Des Moines. And, uh, you know, maybe caught a break, you think, with, with- – 
with Cascade losing or not necessarily? Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, Cascade thumped them pretty good at Cascade a couple weeks before the start of the tournament. Uh, that sure didn't hurt things. But, uh, you know, North, Northland came to play, and they, they, they were behind in the fourth quarter in the quarterfinal game and in the semifinal game. Uh, in the semifinal game, the, the Lynx were down, I think, 12 halfway through the the uh, third quarter, and you know, it just looked like it was kind of a matter of time before um, they were going to be eliminated. But uh, you know, they caught fire and uh, outscored West Hancock. I think it was thirty-six to nine the rest of the way, and won that game going away. Your other champs, talk about the other champs, maybe in in the uh, in the other four classes there, and, and how you saw uh, those classes kind of playing out. Yeah. Uh, Johnston won the Class 5A title in a really, really good uh, 5A final against Waukee. Um, 4A, it was North Scott again for the third time in four years uh, behind Grace Buffelli. Uh 3A, uh, let's see, who won the 3A title? Uh, I'm putting the 3A title. And 1A was a really good, a surprisingly good game uh, between Newell Fonda and Algona Garrigan. Newell Fonda, which was, uh, I would say, a prohibitive favorite, came from 16 points down. To, uh, they really got the press going and uh, beat Newell Fonda 65-63 at the horn. And I think that's going to be a really, really good 1A rivalry for years to come. Wow, that's awesome. That is awesome. Um, let's... Let's flip, flip just a little bit here. We'll, yeah. we'll head to the, to the boys' way a little bit. Um, of course, last week was an uh, uh, <laughs> interesting week, to say the least, I'm sure. As you could imagine, Jeff, with everything kind of evolving, as uh, warp speed is, is really did all around the sports world and, and the health world and everything. And um, <clears throat> You know, they got the tournament in. I, I guess that, that's a good thing. And That's a win. Uh, that's a win. Friday was Friday was, of course, uh, pretty much just parents and and family only. It was a uh, hundred people per um, per school involved in in Friday's championship games and the two consolation games. So, and that included the players and uh, coaches and team managers. Uh, each school got a hundred people in the building, and uh, uh, easily the most surreal moment. Uh, of my 30 year career here. No, no question about that. Um, I was, uh, showed up probably, Oh, I'd say an hour, hour and 15 minutes from, uh, <clears throat> from North Lynn's get, uh, you know, uh, tip off time, uh, which was supposed to be, I guess, three forty-five, and, uh, got to the arena and there were a bunch of North Lynn fans out standing outside, uh, one of the entrance ways there, uh, Jeff, the media, entrance there was as as jeff will uh, recognize that and uh you know the media entrance was closed uh everything was closed they weren't letting anybody in uh until pretty much the 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 prior game which was wapsie valley um in in the 1a championship uh game there uh and and i'll go to garrigan they weren't letting anybody in really until that game was was almost over they were trying obviously to to get as few of people in there as possible at all times. And so, uh, pounded on the door a little bit, <laughs> finally got somebody to let me in, went through security and all that kind of stuff and did the whole hand sanitizer thing. Uh, 
everything was turned off. The lights to the, the main concourse, everything was, was uh, shut down and closed. The elevator w- wasn't working. Uh, they weren't even allowing anybody on the ele- press elevator to head down courtside. So walk through the curtain there, the main curtain, Jeff, as, as you might know, and look down on, uh, on the most surreal scene I think I've ever seen in my entire life. So, uh, that was, that was something I'll never forget and uh, hopefully never have to see anything like that again. So You had a good uh, conversation with Tom Keating here in the last couple of days about the whole, the whole experience. What, what were kind of the big takeaways from that? Yeah, just, um, I mean, they were, all, they were in constant contact with the Iowa Department of Public Health and, uh, you know, pretty regular contact with the governor's office. And as far as, uh, you know, the status of the tournament and, and uh, whether or not they should really even start it, to be quite honest. But uh, so they got uh, kind of the go ahead from the Iowa Department of Public Health to, you know, to kind of uh, continue with the tournament as is. And then when, uh, you know, uh, as, as Tom kind of said, when, when all these events started, not just, you know, being held uh, in front of few to no spectators, but getting called off as a whole, then uh, I think everybody kind of realized that, uh, you know, something for Friday probably had to be done. And, and this is what they came up with. And uh, he, you know, he recognizes that not everybody probably is going to agree with, with them uh, probably holding the tournament uh, in general, uh, let alone, you know, pretty much as is for four days. But, uh, you know, they did, as, as he said, eventually you just got to make a decision. You go with, you, you trust the information that you were given and, and who, you know, who gave it to you. And, uh, you know, that, that, that was pretty much it. So, um, you know, that's, uh, boy, I, I, I kind of kiddingly in a way, I just kind of said, uh, well, you know, everybody uh, is up in arms about this whole football thing. And uh, it's kind of puts it, puts it into perspective a little bit. And he just, he just kind of laughed a little bit and he says, yeah, he goes, what my decisions are nearly what, you know, like the governor and the president and everybody else's decisions are, uh, uh that are being made day, uh, right now. So, uh, kind of put everything certainly into perspective that way. Sure. So, sure. Uh, well, um, you asked me, how, how would you, you know, the, the big takeaway from the season is what happened the Friday, the state tournament, but how, how will you remember, Boys basketball in the area 2019-2020. Yeah, I think uh, it, it's kind of like on the girls' side, Jeff. It was like the the Metro was, was kind of down this year, and um, no question about that. And uh, I think uh, it was interesting to me to see, uh, you know, other schools from, from like uh, Lynn County, the smaller schools, uh, really have uh, some, some of those schools had great seasons. When you look at, uh, you know, Center Point or Banta making it to, to state, uh, for the first time in 20 some years and, and Mount Vernon getting there and Springville for the first time in, uh, you know, since 1975. And, uh, then you looked at, uh, you know, Marion at a, at a terrific season and, uh, yeah, you know, lost that triple overtime sub-state final with center point Urbana and, uh, you know, central city had, had Nick Reed, uh, you know, become what I believe is the first player ever to average 20 and, 20 and 20 in a season that's over 20 points and over 20 rebounds. Um, you know, Clear Creek and Manna getting to state for the first time since 94. And, and the uh, girls for the first time ever. Yeah, yeah. What You know, so I, I think, 
I don't know what you think, Jeff, but but that's kind of a, a school that's really changed a lot here, with probably even within the last five years, and yeah, probably gonna probably gonna have some pretty regular uh, athletic success, I would think, uh, and not just basketball. Would you agree with that? No, absolutely. I mean, that's a that's a school that's really continuing to grow. Uh, it's now, along with Marion, the biggest school in the WAMAC. Uh, the BEDS documents came out the other day. And uh, I think we'll probably see a day someday that uh, Clear Creek Amman is in the MVC. Yeah, I do too. Uh, probably uh, sooner rather than later, yeah, to be quite I'll honest. Say five to ten years, wouldn't, wouldn't, yeah. you, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. You know, with just all the, the enrollment keeps going up and, and the new housing around, you know, the Tiffin, Tiffin area there. And, you know, North Liberty continues the boom and, and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, they were a great story, and, and Northland, obviously, I didn't even talk about Northland, a uh, team with four sophomore starters, uh, you know, getting to the, cha- the 2A championship game before finally having, a, what, a 52-game win streak overall snapped by, by Boyden Hull, 64-51, and, um, you know, that was honestly something that I didn't see coming. Um, I didn't really honestly know how good that Northland team was, and, uh, you know, played uh, – the Lynx just played a couple of really, really good basketball games uh, at the state tournament to beat West Sioux in the, in the quarterfinals, uh, 56 to 51. And, and then, uh, you know, uh, nobody saw uh, what they did to, to trainer 79 to 58, getting out to uh, what I think it was 40, uh, 44 to 21 lead at halftime. Uh, probably ran out of a little gas, uh, I would say, in the finals. Boyd Knoll is a really good basketball team that had. A lot of guys back from from uh, you know from from the championship game that those two schools played last year as well. So, right, uh, right. You know, it was, uh, it, these links are not done. I, I think no. it's uh, it's the same way on the girls' side, right? Uh, Northland's going to be really good for yeah. for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I think the girls might take a little step back next year. Uh, they lose four seniors. But they're they're certainly not going to be bad. Uh, they they're probably a top ten team in two A. Um, they're going to be tested really hard in that division by by both Springville and Maquoketa Valley. Um, can their string of twenty wins continue? Maybe, maybe. But uh, they've got a really good seventh grade and a really good eighth grade class coming. So uh, if they take a little bit of a step back next year, I think they'll be back in full force in two years. And uh, they're still a Flanagan, even though the Twins are going to yeah. be gone, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> Ellie Flanagan's a, a freshman this year, and uh, uh, Ellie Ware is a junior. Uh, she'll, she'll really kind of be the uh, you know the the key player on that team next year. They'll kind of become a little bit more of a post-oriented team. So, um, yeah, it, uh, they're going to be fine. Um, looking at the other champs, uh, real quick on the boys side, then we'll, then we'll, uh, flip the script back a little bit here. Um, in class four, a, uh, Ankeny was your, was your really surprise winner, um, knocked off Waukee in the final 78 to 70 and just the play of, uh, Braxton Bayless. I mean, he almost single-handedly, um, uh, beat Iowa city West in the first round in the quarterfinals. And he had a great tournament. He's the son of former uh, Iowa State guard Ron Bayless really opened a lot of eyes at the state tournament. So Ankeny was a surprise winner. Weren't even ranked. The Hawks weren't going into the tournament. Um, and then, uh, you know, class 3A, we, we uh, uh, 
you know, we had Norwalk hang on, built kind of a big lead in uh, Iowa, Mr. Basketball, Bowen Bourne. Uh, had a great tournament. They beat uh, Norwalk beat Sergeant Bluff Luton seventy to sixty eight, and then uh, you know cheers to, to Marty McCown, a great guy, uh, Hall of Fame coach, almost uh, at that six hundred career win mark. Uh, he'll get that next season. Wapsie Valley wins its very first state championship on the boys' side, sixty five fifty three over Algona Garrigan. And, uh, what a great story, Marty's. Uh, uh, you know the the father of. Uh, Upper Iowa coach, former Mr. Basketball, Brooks McCowan, and uh, the father of John McCowan as well, the Cedar Rapids Kennedy coach. And John was right there, Jeff, right? Uh, uh, he was outside the uh, garden or the team area officially, I guess you could say. Uh, but he was right there uh, anytime Marty wanted to come down and maybe bounce an idea off him for any of the three games. You would, uh, you would see him come down towards the end of the bench and they would maybe talk about something. So uh, I know it meant a lot to, to John and, and obviously Brooks uh, being former players there. And, uh, you know, so cheers to, to Marty and cheers to Wapsie Valley for a job well done. An eight seed, an eight seed winning uh, winning the Class 1A championship. So that's pretty cool. And weren't the, didn't um, you say they were like the four seed in their district? Yeah, they were number four in their district and won their first uh, district game in overtime, no less. Okay. Uh, over Gladbrook Rhinebeck, I believe it was. So uh, truly a Cinderella type of team. But, you know, a school that played a, a lot of 2A teams in the regular season had a, a really good big man, 6'7", Kicks Rosengarten, probably my favorite name in the entire tournament. Kicks, K-I-K-S. So, uh, you know, great job there. Great job overall by, uh, by everyone. Shout out to Monticello for getting to stay for the first time since 1960 as well. And they awesome. should be back, shouldn't they? Yeah, but uh, the best documents, it looks like they're going to be in 3A next year. So, ah, okay. Uh, that's interesting. Meanwhile, Northland will drop from 2A to 1A. So uh, interesting stuff there. Montezuma also had a great tournament, uh, finished uh, third place, uh, should be back next year with a bunch of underclassmen, including uh, Trey Shearer, who's uh, probably one of the top guards around uh, our area. Well, not probably is uh, one of the top guards around Cedar Falls. Uh, finished uh, in an attempt at a three-peat, um, lost in the semifinals, so uh, still a great season for, for the Tigers. Did finish in third place, so that's kind of wrapping up the boys' tournament. Let's, uh, what do you want to do? You want to talk about the, the all-area? How about we talk about the all-area uh, teams, Jeff, when it, when it comes to the girls' side? Yeah, um, let's see here. Looking through my stuff. Uh, 12 players that I went with were uh, Aubrey Jones and Rose Nakumu from Iowa City High, Mallory McDermott and Sydney McRae of Cedar Rapids Prairie, Hannah Stolke from Cedar Rapids Wash, Cable Lobby from Marion, Caitlin Daniels from Xavier, Carson Stratton from Clear Creek Amana, Riley Goble, Center Point Urbana, Grace Flanagan from Northland, Nicole McDermott from Cascade, and Shatia Wettering from Montezuma. Um, Nicole McDermott and uh, Cable Lobby were uh, three-time uh, selections. Uh, Aubrey Jones, Rosen Kumu, Sydney McRae, and Caitlin Daniels were two-time selections. Wow. So and, it's kind of e easy in a way. At least you knew a handful of names that were yeah. automatically going to be on there, right? Yeah, last year's team had seven juniors. I, th I think six of the seven got back on the team this year. 
And uh, boy, next year we're gonna we're gonna have to uh, kind of go back to the drawing board. We lose a lot. <laughs> this is one of the better senior classes I, I've had, uh, both in the area and I think at the state level as well. So uh, it's gonna be a different look next year. Uh, a little off, off topic here. I was talking to a couple of uh, uh, of people who are involved in both high school and AAU basketball, and they they mentioned that. As we know, the AAU season really start was supposed to start getting uh, getting going here in April, and uh, you know, probably it doesn't look real promising that way right now. And that's going to be in uh, talking to a couple of coaches, at least on the boys' side, Jeff. They were they were saying how it really affects the class of 2021, uh, and they've kind of got a double shot, uh, at least on the boys' side, because there were some new. Um, NCAA rules or guidelines that were put into effect last year that limited uh, limited the number of uh, events that coaches could go to. Okay. Uh, so now, when you look at the class of 2021, it was a little it was you know limited by the NCAA last year. Uh, this year, you know, uh, are they going to have any AAU season at all? Yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, I suppose people are going to have to. You know, instead of relying on AAU ball, they're going to have to go to high school games and do a lot of uh, recruiting and um, analysis of, of talent that way at high school games next year. Just like it used to be, right? Like it should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's uh, let's run down the the boys uh, all all area team here. It was it was tough for me as well trying to take into consideration a lot of things, as I know it is for you, Jeff. But uh, um, went with Evan Bronze from Iowa City West. He's the only uh, D1 player uh, from our area uh, heading to Belmont University next year. Uh, 6'9 senior, had, uh, had a great career. Uh, Austin Hilmer and Austin Miller from North Lynn. Boy, those two were, were great. Uh, the only experienced guys from last year's uh, state championship team. Uh, uh, Austin Hilmer led the state in assists, uh, which sounds kind of familiar because his brother Jake was known for doing that regularly. Um, and then Austin Miller averaged a double-double. Uh, pretty impressive for a kid who's only 6'2". And he had three double-doubles at the state tournament. It was a first-team All-State pick. Both both Austins were, actually. So they were on the team. Michael Keegan from Dyersville Beckman, another first-team All-Stater. Um, in 2A, he's heading to Division II Washburn University, 6'5 player. Um, really kind of a do-it-all do it type of kid. He set, set or close to set, set uh many school records and not just points and rebounds, but, uh, you know, steals, uh, assists, all that kind of stuff, career blocks. So he had a great career. Ke- Keaton Kutcher from Mount Vernon, the, the wing player, uh, didn't have a great first round game against Clear Creek Man at state, but CCA did a great job defending him. He's a junior and, and could be a division one player. Uh, Mason Miller from Iowa city, Regina, another D two kid going to Truman state to play for former Hawkeye, Jeff Horner, uh, had a great season average, 26, Points per game as a senior guard and really had to to be the total man for Regina when Ashton Cook suffered a, a season-ending injury to his leg uh, after Christmas. So Justin Recker from uh, Monticello, uh, every virtually every player on that team will be back next year. He's he's the leader, averaged uh, I want to say about 17 points a game. Uh, Nick Reed, of course, from Central City. That was an obvious one. He's had to D2 Emporia State. Trey Shearer from Montezuma, as I mentioned, heading to D2 Truman State. 
Uh, Caleb Schlake from, from Cedar Rapids. Kennedy really emerged as a great player uh, this season, 17-point uh, score. For the Cougars, easy junior and uh, could be like a, a Division two, low Division one type of player uh, in college. J.D. Stout, kind of a prolific scoring guard from Kyoto as a senior. And uh, Cole Tupa from center point Urbana, uh, also had a great season, shot 57% from the field, kind of an all-around uh, type of type of player. So that was uh, that was the boys' all area team. And should we should we mention the, the coach of the year or not? Yeah, it's, it's it's online. Go for it. Who'd you all go right. with? What do you, uh, for me? I went with Brandon Club from Clear Creek and Man, and that was a that was a deal where it could have been so many guys because so many guys did great jobs and kind of mentioned that in the story. Guys like Tim Lambert, Monticello, Nick Merritt from Springville, the Hilmers at North Lynn. Uh, quite honestly, this is one of Steve Bergman's better coaching jobs at Iowa City West. Um, you know, the, the line goes on and on. Derek Dingman from uh, uh, from Montezuma did another great job. So uh, a lot of guys, but I went with Brandon Club just for the fact that, uh, you know, when his first year at Clear Creek, Canada, they were 2-20, and 20, and they went from 2-20 and 20 to third place at the state tournament in, in three years. So uh, he, got, he got the honor on the boys' side. How about the girls' side? Well, it, I had a lot of good candidates too, but I think uh, I think Brian Wheatley from North Lynn really kind of put a stamp on things with what the Lynx did at the state tournament, and uh, you know, it's, it uh, a lot of it's what he did this year, and a little bit of it's a lifetime achievement award because of uh, you know just the the greatness that that program has had for the last ten years. Uh, I guess other people I was kind of looking at. Um, uh, I would say the next best candidates probably would have been PJ Sweeney from uh, from Clear Creek Amana, who took uh, took the Clippers to the state for the first time ever, and uh, Matt Hopner from uh, from West Liberty, uh, first winning season in almost three decades, and uh, their best days are ahead of them. Yeah, uh, they they were one of the feel good stories on the girls' side this year, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely. They go from. Uh, no winning seasons in in forever. To I think they were something like nineteen and four, maybe twenty and four this year, and just just a terrific season and with a, a lot of freshmen and sophomores. We will not reveal our players of the year. Uh, you're going to have to wait for that. So uh, we're not even going to give you any hints. So uh, you're going to have to check back online about this time tomorrow, or uh, even better, pick up uh, the actual newspaper uh, on Sunday. So. Um, other little tidbits, the IHSA extended the agreement with Wells Fargo for boys state and wrestling, uh, through 2025 yeah, with 2030 five, for the girls. Is it? Okay. And I was going to say yeah. 2025 with the boys with five, uh, one year recurring options that take it through through 2030. So you can essentially say 2030. Uh, so we know where the state tournament's going to be held in wrestling and, and boys and girls basketball. Um, Drake relays was, uh, postponed, uh, earlier this week. Was it right. Wednesday? Maybe. I don't even know what day it is. Yeah. So. I, I, am losing track <laughs> of time. So yeah, it, it's theoretically postponed. I, I don't see how they're going to have it at this time unless they, uh, you know, extend the season out a little bit, but, uh, it would be a major surprise if they have it at all, especially when you consider there aren't, there's not college track this year. Yeah, exactly. That's all been called off, and it would have uh, to be a sure. prep and pros kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it's certainly wait and see on spring sports as a whole on the high school level. We have no idea, and I wouldn't even begin to, to, to want to speculate at this point. That's my cat, Bingo, says hello to everybody out there. Hey, Bingo. The podcast world. So. Uh, so I don't even know that we need to go there. Uh, anything in the beds? We talked a little bit about the beds documents, Jeff, and I know you look at those pretty closely. Anything that really stuck out at you? Um. A lot of the the rural schools actually held steady or gained this year. I don't know if it was just kind of a kind of a strange year that way, but uh, uh, you know, a lot of schools that have been losing a lot of kids held their own or even gained a little bit this year. Uh, Clear Creek Command is still exploding. Uh, Linmar is still growing fast. Um, you know, a little bit of a reversal. Kennedy lost kids. Washington. Gain kids, Jefferson gain kids, um, you know, which is kind of the, the opposite of the way it's been going at those schools the last few years. Uh, I guess one really alarming thing I noticed was uh, Cedar Valley Christian, uh, which has been losing kids, lost is going to lose almost half of its enrollment next year. Oh. They, they're going from 38 kids in, in uh, grades 11 or 9 through 11 to, down to 21. So seven kids a grade, that's, uh, you know, how, how are they going to continue to, uh, to compete in sports? So yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're struggling as it is. And you just kind of wonder uh, how they're going to handle going forward. So I, I would say those are the things that really jumped out at me. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about Iowa women's basketball quick before we, we sign off here. Um, really a very, a very uh, abrupt, obviously, end to to what was a great season, and and you know, first and foremost, you feel really sorry for for the kids, right, Jeff? Sure, sure. Um, waiting to see, you know, if seniors are going to get an extra year, uh, and if they do, will they take advantage of it, or they, will they get on with life? I uh, just don't know. I imagine. I I doubt if anybody will be coming back, but it's something something that bears watching. Uh, they, they've got to be granted that opportunity first before you can even, you know, think about it. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a great year uh, as a team. I thought would be middle of the pack in the Big Ten. They were right in the race until the last day of the season. Uh, finished third behind Maryland and Northwestern. Uh, went twenty three and seven. Finished the season with two losses uh, to Rutgers in their last uh, regular season game, and then got hammered pretty bad by uh by ohio state in the first round of the big 10 tournament so um you know is it was a really good story but uh like everybody else uh an incomplete story kind of sucks that the last note was the uh was the loss of the big 10 tournament to ohio yeah state. No, that, that was a bad loss they uh, did not play well at all in that one well we hope uh we hope you all any, anything else you want to uh Touch on Jeff before we. Uh, it here. looks like the football schedules are going to come out oh, officially yeah. any day. Uh, you you probably know better about that. Uh, it looked like there was a little bit of a leak, uh, but uh, so we don't know anything officially. They might do some rearranging, but uh, that that's something to look out for, and I'm sure we'll have something on that when uh, when there's some news there. Yeah, uh, I will say that I I was privy to some of the leaked stuff. Uh, we didn't release it, obviously, because it's not official official. Uh, but one thing that I would like to mention that I thought was interesting that Cedar Rapids Xavier and Linmar are scheduled to play each other. So, 
didn't uh, didn't they get back together for a year or two? Uh, I know everybody kind of blackballed Xavier for a little bit after they went to three A, but I think didn't they? They started playing Linmar again for a couple years, didn't they? Boy, I don't remember that to be honest with you. Um, could be, I just don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they are. Uh, they're doing. Uh, they're doing their thing. Uh, apparently, if the schedules are are uh, uh, are as is as as I saw, so that's just kind of one of the interesting things. I'm sure those will be released here sooner rather than later. And uh, you know, uh, I'd like to say looking forward to football season, but I'm looking forward to uh, a, anything at this point. I'm looking so, forward to getting out of the house. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, 100. percent So please stay <laughs> safe, everyone. Uh, that's, I guess that's my, my closing thought on this. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll return to some sort of normalcy here uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, so. absolutely. So, Jeff, take care of yourself. Nathan, take care of yourself. Thanks, Nathan, everybody. Thanks for hooking this thing up. I appreciate it. Yep. And uh, thanks for listening to Call It Both Ways. And we will, uh, we will talk at you soon. Take care, everybody.